This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell, and joining me in the studio today are the Toledo Symphony's music director, Elaine Trudell, the TSO's president and CEO, Zach Vasser, also principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue, and we have a very special guest with us on the phone. I've got a little fanfare for you. Yeah, so like the cherry on top, we have to put that little party <laughs> horn in there. That is wow. Jorge Casco. Jorge Casco is executive director of the Fly Dance Company. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today, Jorge. Thank you so much. That was so amazing. How'd you fit all those musicians in there? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very large studio. Yes, lots of practice in this studio. And the timpani. We got a timpani in here, too, so don't forget that. Yeah, hey, we, you know, we go all out for our special guests and uh, the reason that you're talking to us today is you've got a concert tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at the Paris Style. This is the Fly Dance Company with the Toledo Symphony. It's a really interesting program. I've looked at some of the videos that you've got up on your website, and I think that what you guys do in bringing together different styles and different genres, i.e. communication through dance and music, is really kind of what we're interested in doing here, uh, certainly on the podcast, as well as with the symphony in general. So I think it's a nice fit. Uh, before we get into everything that Fly Dance Company is going to bring to Toledo, let's talk about you, Jorge. Uh, I told you that we were going to ask for your story, so I'm going to play some music for you. Hopefully this will fit. <laughs> Okay, well, that's it. You're stuck with it. So, time for your story. You got about three minutes here to tell your story. Three minutes or less. Uh, my story starts as a kid, born in Los Angeles, California, moves to Texas, uh, start kind of playing drums at the age of four with my family. My dad's a musician, big family. Moved to Texas, start hanging out with some kids, start breakdancing, and I see. I hear some music coming from this amphitheater. We're at a park, and I hear some classical music. And I was like, what is this? So I walk up the hill, and I hear Claire de Lune, you know? Mm -hmm. And I yeah. see a guy on a skateboard going across the stage, and I was like, what is this? And I hear the roar of the audience, and that's the first time that I see Fly. I'm 14 years old, and I tell myself, one day I'm gonna be in that group. The groups mm -hmm. of guys that I was breakdancing with at the time were just breakdancing at clubs and you know underground events and I, ne I never knew that you could do this for a hobby you know or actually professionally you know I didn't, I didn't grow up going to the theater or any, anything like that so as I'm standing there I hear the roar of the audience these kids are just like at the edge of their seats and I'm like one day I'm gonna be in that group by the time I was 17 I was performing and touring with Fly and here we are Yay! <laughs> That's amazing. So you joined the group later. Uh, how did you like get yourself from not being a member of Fly Dance Company to being the executive director of the company? I mean, you must have sort of a, a vision as to where you want to go with the group, yeah? Yeah, I mean, at an early age, I think that moment when I was a kid, right, kind of planted that seed in me. And, you know, it took me 
four, five, six, you know, years after that, you know, after trial and error of trying to kind of connect them with the group. And, you know, I was a, a part of the first touring group, the first group that started touring internationally as well. And I kind of worked my way up. Literally, I, I tell people that I started off as a janitor and worked my way up as <laughs> executive director. Because, yeah, you know, I, I did everything, you know, folding costumes, loading bags, and then started helping out, you know, choreography and then just doing my part as a performer and then going off stage and then calling the show and just kind of, I worked every, every part that you can think of. Um, to kind of get to where I'm at today, you know, and my vision for fly is just to be able to continue to plant those seeds in these kids, just like I like just the same impact that that happened with me at a young age, you know, that's, that's what we want to do, continue and, and just inspire these kids to kind of believe in themselves, you know, no matter what backgrounds they come from, whether they come from a big family, whether the only ones, whether they're in the inner city or in the suburbs, you know, everybody wants to be loved or everybody wants to succeed, you know, so our own path is our own path, but if we can help them along the way and, you know, open these doors, or, you know, it might be through dance, it might be through art, it might be through hip hop, you know, it might be through symphonic music, whatever, whatever it is that they can use as a tool for them to succeed. Now you use, uh, I know recorded pre-recorded music for some of your shows, but then you have like the live shows that you do and you've been performing with some symphony orchestras in the past. So how does that work? Is it like symphonic classical music and then you dance to it? And what is the style of dance that you bring to that music? Can you talk a little bit about that relationship? Yeah, for the symphonic shows is basically what we're trying to do is bridge the gap, right? So we're trying to introduce classical music or symphonic music to a more younger audience with the street dance and then kind of introduce street dance to um, an audience that's kind of more might be used to going to the ballet, right? Or seeing, you know, musicals or, or, or what have you. So for us, I think that classical music is powerful and the artistic director Kathy Wood who founded the group you know she when she started working with street dancers that she found out that the the music was so powerful and the movement was so powerful that it would probably would work you know and when she didn't she put a piece of uh, I think Antonio Vivaldi and she took these street dancers and left them with their baggy clothes but threw like a tuxedo coat over them and it was just like an instant hit you know and it's just that piece was called out of context so it's just taking something that you you know opposites attract in a sense but at the same time you find out that a lot of the times we think that we have more differences than we do similarities and when you start peeling the layers we're, we're all the same you know and that's kind of what it comes down to I, I want to see Elaine at the next concert that you conduct, you, you wearing your baggy dance pants along with your <laughs> formal top, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Do I hear $100? <laughs> <laughs> What's we'll pick up a collection. I, I have to say, this is like one of my favorite guest interviews, like one of my favorite since we started the podcast. I'm like, I'm like you know... Every word, uh, Jorge, you're saying. Yeah, we're writing it all down. Oh, I, I love it. I know, it's fantastic. But what kind of feedback do you get then from kids who say are interested in the street dancing, uh, sort of the hip-hop genre, you know, that side of the equation? What, what, do you, what do you get from them 
as far as how much they enjoyed the performance and how much they want to dive into this? Well, it's it's a mix. There's some kids that don't say nothing and they're just dancing in the aisles the whole show, right? Wow. There's um there's parents that come up to us that are like, I didn't know what to expect, and you you know this is amazing. There's kids that come up to us that are like, like what do we just see? You know, I hear these this music in cartoons or I hear this type of music in movies, mm-hmm. you know, and you know there's even like I tell the parents it's like you know hip hop has been sampling classical music and fun of music for a number of years. A lot of producers do it. A lot of artists have done it in the past, in the 90s. You know, so it's you know, it's always been at the core of it, you know, especially with with when it comes to producing. But I think the main thing is when these students see a representation of themselves on that stage, right? Mm-hmm. When, they can, when the community could come out and see, hey, you know, the musicians look like us, the performers look like us, mm-hmm. the conductors, mm-hmm. the staff, you know, it's just the same, it's the same feeling when you are watching a movie, you see actors, it's just like when the arts represents the community, right? Mm-hmm. And to take it a step further, you know, it's it's really not even about that. It's just more about the movement. It's more about making people feel happy, right? And and especially everything that we've gone through as a society, to be on that stage and be able to put smiles on people's faces and they can kind of start looking beyond the costumes, beyond the, the, the color of our skin and just see that, you know, we're all in this together. We were all affected equally. And why not come to the show, see something that's different? And sometimes difference, you know, be something different is good, you know? Mm. People don't like change, you know, but sometimes change is for the better. And we're standing there united as one under one roof, under one sound, let's say, right? Or a collective, you know, a bunch of sounds together from the sneakers screeching on the on the floor, <laughs> people moving in their seats and clapping to the, you know, it's like it's one thing, right? And we're there just, you know, for peace and love and just to let people know that at the end of the day, this movement is going to keep you at the edge of your seat. <clears throat> We're there together as one and just pushing the artistry forward and, you know, putting smiles on people's faces, you know. Yeah! <laughs> I'm going to pull out that applause button several times during the course of the interview. Is there any way that we can get Jorge uh, into the educational department here? <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Toledo Symphony, yeah. All right, I love everything that you're saying. I, one question I have for you, though, is when you think about all the different types of classical music, does some... Uh, style or dance of classical music, uh, maybe even the, the the color of the of the notes, uh, d- does it lend itself uh, to hip hop more than others? You know, I, I I can't I can't act like that. I'm so versed in classical music because I'm not. You know, I know our our founder and Kathy is a little bit more versed for us. Yeah. So we sing different types of classical music. I really wouldn't know where to begin. All I know is that some of the music that we choose. For us, it's more powerful than others. It's just it's just kind of what what moves you in the studio, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Kathy has gone through you know tons of music to where she'll play something and it might she's like this is a great piece of music, but it's just not moving us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So I really don't know how don't know how to answer that okay. other than whatever the feeling that we get, you know. 
It's really funny because I was talking with Alain about the program that you guys are doing, and we were looking at some of these pieces, and some of these pieces are just like a a perfect fit. They're like, oh well, this is going to be great, and this is going to be this is an obvious fit. But we're we're both looking at like, oh man, I want to see what they're doing with Claire de Lune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm so I I was just so excited to hear that this was like really almost part of your origin story with the with the group, and I'm so so. For me, that's something I'm particularly looking forward to, and I was wondering if you could maybe just kind of go back into that moment when you first saw that, and like maybe kind of what was that kind of weird combination of music and dance that kind of really grabbed you? I think for me, it literally stopped me in my tracks because <laughs> I, I remember, I remember literally, okay, I'm walking up the hill and I hear this piece of classical music you know i'm used to hip-hop and like grew up in a latin household and old school r&b you know mm-hmm. marvin Gaye, and you know tito puente yeah. <laughs> salsa music you know celia cruz and you know a lot of a lot of old school r&b and stuff and, yeah. and i remember walking up and i mean i've heard the music before but not this particular song you know i know of it but i you know, really didn't know like i said we used to Kind of like just listen to this and you know Bugs Bunny and stuff like that, yeah. right? So that's my only reference at this time. And then the music they were dancing to were dancing to like house music and club music and you know old break beats from like you know Egyptian Lover and stuff like that. <laughs> so I'm walking up the hill and I'm just like in awe, like this music is blaring through the speakers and this guy gets on that stage and is on a skateboard and he's making these these movements and the whole audience is just rolling in laughter wow. and these guys are breakdancing like in kind of like slow motion on the side and it's just like it was just I, I, I remember like it was yesterday I was standing at Mill Arthur Theater in Houston, Texas on top of that hill as a 14 year old kid had gone through some pretty pretty intense uh, moments in my life as a kid and you know we were there kind of remembering one of our friends that you know unfortunately passed away and we're standing there and in the midst of all that pain and all that hurt and all the camaraderie as as our friends and we're being silly we're kind of you know you boys are being boys we're joking around with each other and I remember as soon as I heard the music I stopped and I'm like 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 a kind of like a sonar or like some type of like what is that and I staring at that stage and I'm watching fly perform and it just like blew my mind I don't even know how else to explain other than the fact that it kind of it shook me up in a good way you know and I could kind of like I I could see the future like I could see myself I'm gonna like it's this is what it's gonna be you know and that piece of music for me is so important to me because I know that there's you know going to be a bunch of Jorge's in the audience. There's going to be a bunch of Merwin's in the audience. <laughs> that I doubt. <laughs> but a bunch of kids in the audience that mm-hmm. kind of are, are old versions of us, right? Yeah, Who yeah. might not might might not expect to be, you know, or they're coming to this thing, like whatever, but there's going to be a moment for them that's going to speak to them, whether it's the movement, whether it's yeah. the music or the lighting or the costuming. Or something that the conductor says, or the maestro says, or somebody that greets them and, and says something polite to them, you know, or as they're walking in, you know, or whatever, like something that they're going to connect with. Maybe the design of the program, whatever, right? Because you know, kids, it's, it's, I didn't think that I was going to 
walk up on that hill and have this piece of classical music, hmm. classical music talk to me, but it did, you yeah. know? And if it wasn't for the, the performing arts in that moment and, you know, everybody, everything that makes these performances possible to us, that's why these things are important to yeah. us. These moments are important to us, you know. And I and I just want to tell, thank you guys for everything that you guys do because you're impacting the youth, whether you know it or not, whether you've thought about it in this way or not. But you know, it's the truth, you know. So everything that you guys are doing from this podcast, from whoever can hear the sound of our voices, you know, with these sound waves, we just want to let y'all know that if you're hearing this, believe in yourself, continue to, to dream, and whatever it is that motivates you. You know, it just it's hard work. It's not easy, but if you continue, you stick with it, you can succeed. There's still time for folks to uh, plan on coming and seeing you in person. This concert is happening tomorrow night, February 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Toledo Museum of Art Paris Style. Jorge Casco and the Fly Dance Company. Uh, you can find more information at ToledoSymphony.com or call up the box office at 419-246-8000. It's such a really interesting discussion, Jorge, and you made me think about several things in that, you know, we're not trying to make classical music converts per se, and you are, with what you're doing, finding a way to open up a whole new world to these students. I mean, it could be almost anything, but in this case, it's music. That's what spoke to you as a youngster, yeah. and that's what you're passing on to folks. Maybe you can talk about, like either through experience, what you've seen happen with some of these kids or what you would like to see happen with some people who come and see your concerts? What, what do you want them to take away from it? Uh, what I want the audience to take away with is that at the same time as as they're walking in and as they're sitting, this, you know, as they're watching the performance, we want them to just be happy to enjoy the movement, to sit there and just kind of let everything go. You know, there's so much pressure as a kid or families, you know, you, you're, you're going, you're going to the theater to kind of escape. So we want them to escape in the movement. We want them to have a good time. And then we just want them to kind of understand that the bottom line is that even though the street dance is, might be from, from the neighborhoods and the class, classical music might be seen that it's maybe so far away, right? We want to bridge the gap and we want to bring both worlds and just let people know that we have more things alike than we do differences, you know? And that's kind of like the main goal of the whole, the whole program. But at our show, you're going to laugh you're going to have a good time. You're going to enjoy ourselves, you know, and you know, and when you peel the layers, that's what it's about. But at the show, you know, it's just straight movement at the edge of your seats. You're going to see lots of spins, lots of flips, lots of turns, lots of twists, and you're going to have a really good time. So I know that it's maybe asking this question is like asking somebody to choose a favorite kid or something, but is there like a particular moment of this program that you're looking forward to? Is there one that you're like, oh yeah, this this always gets people excited, or this is something that you really love to perform? <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit, it's really not even a dance. It's a bit that we do called Trading Place, where we trade places with the, with the, with the maestro, makes music with the dancers, and then the symphony dancers. And um, we have a little trick up our sleeve where we make the audience, the symphony dance, super simple, and that's always a hit. And I, I love it because it's, you can never predict exactly what the maestro or the conductor is going to do. Um, 
you know, what he or she may do or what they may do. So it's always interesting. And then, you know, it's always a hit with with the audience. And (laughs) it's just depending on how loud the audience is going to go. So that's always fun. (laughs) Do do you tell them, the performers and the conductor, that you're going to do that ahead of time? (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah, we we mentioned it in the early meetings. And then uh, we reassure them that it's not going to, you know, they're literally not, they're not going to be out there spinning on their heads, obviously. Yeah. It's not like they're going to, they're not going to be asked to lay down on a bed of nails and have a hammer no. smashed over them, right? <laughs> right, Elaine? Yeah. Yep. They, usually, they usually think it's going to be something intricate. It's super simple. And then at the end, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> and then they spin on their heads. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I do want to get to a quiz that I put together for all of you, and this is a multiple category quiz. Not only is it multiple choice, but it's multiple categories. So there are three different categories to these questions. Uh, the first category is classical, the second is hip-hop, and the third is street dance. So if you know all about all three of those topics, then you know, you're know you in good shape. If you're like me and you sort of know only one of the topics, then you might have to do a little little quick dance, right? Um, okay. So I've, I've got these in a random order, and I'll tell you what the category is before I tell you what the question is. Let me pull up some music for us. Now, this is kind of like... Uh, tell me if you're playing this tom- tomorrow. It seems no. like a natural fit. It does seem like a fit, and we've done it on this series, but not this concert. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. We, we can hear it exclusively on Toledo Symphony Lab. This is sort of a obviously a, a different arrangement of the Mountain King. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. different. First question, category, street dance. Which of the following is a style of street dance that originated in the African-American and Latinx communities of New York City? Is it popping, locking, or breaking? A, B, or C? Okay, and the way that we do this, Jorge, is I'm going to ask a few of these questions and we're going to go back and answer them, right? So we don't have to answer them right away. Your second category is classical. Which of the following statements is true of Antonio Vivaldi's The Four Seasons? Vivaldi wrote the four sonnets after he wrote the music. Vivaldi wrote the four sonnets before he wrote the music. We don't know when, but Vivaldi definitely wrote those four sonnets. And remember, it can always be all of the above or none of the above. Okay? Category three, street dance. Which of the following is not a basic element of breaking? Is it footwork? Is it freezing? Or is it isolation? A, B, or C. Category four, classical, not counting Brunhilde, name two of the Valkyries in Wagner's opera, Die Valkyrie. <laughs> is, is, it, is it Ortlinda and Hedviga? Is it Valtrauta and Grimgerda? Or is it Zygmunt and Zyglinda? A, B, or C. And finally, for this part of the quiz, we'll go with the category hip-hop. Who is considered the godfather of hip-hop? Is it Grandmaster Flash, Africa Bambata, or Cool Herc? A, B, or C. 
So that's five questions, and that's sort of the first part of our quiz. We'll go back now, and we'll go through those again with the answers and see how everybody did. Okay, first category, street dance. Which of the following is a style of street dance that originated in the African-American Latinx communities of New York City? The answer is C, breaking. Who got C? Anybody get C? Yeah, I got C. I got all the hip-hop questions. <laughs> okay. Show off. We'll just we'll just mark you down. <laughs> all right. Second category. Classical. Which of the following statements is true of Vivaldi's Four Seasons? Did he write the sonnets after, before, or did he definitely write the sonnets? Well, the answer is. Uh, oh. Well, uh, it's w- complicated. Yeah, I, I'm trying to avoid <laughs> doing the double negative thing again, right? Yeah. yeah none of these are true. So, which of the following statements is true? None of them are true, right? So all of the above would be the correct answer because we don't know for Mm -hmm. sure if Vivaldi wrote those poems or not, okay? Mm -hmm. Jorge, how'd you do on that? Did you guess anything? I was was lost on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I was almost lost on that one. Okay. (laughs) Category, street dance. Which of the following is not a basic element of breaking? Is it footwork? Freezing or isolation? The answer is C, isolation. Yeah. Hey. Or hey, you got that, right? Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> Classical, number four, not counting Brunhilde. Two of the Valkyries in Wagner's opera, Die Valkyrie, which means the Valkyrie, are, was it Ortlinda and Hedviga, Valtrata and Grimgerda, or Zygmunt und Zyglinda? The answer is B, Valtrata yes! and Grimgerda. Okay. Sorry, that was <laughs> guys all right over there? It was a total guess. <laughs> yeah. It was a one out of three. We well, Zygmunt helped, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a, they're obviously, they're brother and sister in yeah. the opera, who also have a romantic relationship. So if you haven't seen the opera yet, you know. Spoiler alert. Come on, man. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Come on. I'm only <laughs> through the first act. <laughs> or hey, that'll be that'll be the next thing. No, nobody stays for the second act. You know that, right? <laughs> They've had too many martinis by then. All the good music is in the first act. Okay. Who is considered the godfather of hip hop? Grandmaster Flash, Africa Bombada, or Cool Herc? Who wants cool to Herc. answer? Cool Herc is the godfather of hip hop. C. Did anybody else get C? Oh, Elaine raised his hand. You got to see. Okay, well, we're going to give it to you, Jorge. Definitely. Awesome. You are the winner of the first part of the quiz. Let me uh, bring in some. Yay! Definitely for you. I've learned a lot about street dance and Wagner operas. (laughs) Well, I have have more questions. You mean I get to learn more? I have... uh, (laughs) 12 questions in total, including, and I also have an extra credit question. So, you know, there's time for more quiz. There's time for more quiz. But let's talk a little bit first and and kind of break it up a little bit. Now, this concert is happening tomorrow night. If folks don't already know, it's at the Paris style at 7 o'clock p.m., which is a little bit earlier than your regular style. It's a weeknight. Yeah. Now, how did this originate? I mean, somebody at the symphony or involved with the symphony had to get turned on to fly dance company. How did that happen? I ran into Randy Chaplin from Chaplin Entertainment at a booking conference in New York. And we were at at this time, we were, you know— they have these um, annual, they have 
Western Arts Alliance, they have APAP in New York. So a lot of these acts and a lot of these theaters, they go to these conferences to kind of fill their season. And in one of those seasons, or one of those years, we actually were supposed to be on a different floor and ended up in with the booth right across from Mr. Randy Chaplin. And the whole time, his booth is busy, our booth is, booth is busy. <laughs> um, Fly's been around since 95, so we have a good name. We've been around for about 25 years. So we're standing there, and, pe- you know, people... Well, presenters are coming by. Hey, we loved you guys in Idaho. We loved you in Alaska. We loved you uh-huh. in D.C. So he's kind of like listening and he's looking at our material and our guys are like in tuxedos with tails, like doing these flips and like on the posters and stuff. And he's like, I love I loved this. Like, wh- what do you guys do? We're like, oh, we break dance to classical music. And it's like a light bulb went off in his head. He's like, come here. <laughs> he starts telling me about what he does and how he puts um, groups with symphonic orchestras. And, you know, and that's kind of how we sparked conversation. And then here we are. Well, specifically, Merlin, what's your, your side of the story? Well, I think there's always a lot of trust that you build within relationships in the in, in the field. And this is kind of how the sausage gets made a little bit is you you kind of when you're when you're trying to find something that's a little bit different, a little outside the box, you you talk to people that you trust, and you go, "Hey, what was re- what was really special? Mm-hmm. What what worked for you that kind of helped bring new audiences in to?" And and Randy is somebody who we've known for, known for a long time. He actually has a has a good relationship with Keith McWaters, our you know former orchestra manager. They know each other from way way back, and and so there's this kind of this this trust that gets built up and so randy's been talking about fly and we were like this is this seems like a really really good fit we have this chance this this moment where we're kind of bringing together young people's concerts which we are doing in the morning and kind of doing school visits and when we started working more with the Toledo Ballet under Tapa, it felt like it was a really important moment for us to find those moments where dance and music really intersect and to try to kind of, it felt like the perfect time to do this. Now, if we can get people dancing in the uh, aisles to Vivaldi or to Mozart, Mm -hmm. you know, that'd be great. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You already let us uh, carry our wine in there. You should definitely let us dance (laughs) (laughs) in between. One leads to the other. Yes. Right. Clearly order. dancing to wine. That's what In that mean. order. Yeah. You guys ready for a few more quiz questions? Should we try that out yeah. again? All right. Okay. Here we go. Let me pull up the music again. All right. Category is street dance. Who is credited with inventing the breakdance move known as the windmill? Was it Crazy Legs, Ken Swift, or Mr. Freeze? A, B, or C. (laughs) Crazy Legs is my new uh, nickname, right? (laughs) Okay. Category 7. Again, street dance. Which of the following is not a basic element of hip-hop dance? Is not a part of hip-hop? Is it locking, breaking, or crumping? A, B, or C. Next category. Hip-hop. Who released the 1994 hit single Gin and Juice? Was it Tupac Shakur? Was it Notorious B.I.G. or was it Snoop Dogg? A, B, or C. Category 9, Classical Music. Which composer actually called for a loaded shotgun to be fired multiple times in one of his symphonies? Was it Leopold Mozart, 
Was it Wolfgang Mozart or was it Karl Maria von Weber? A, B, or C? Category Hip Hop. What is the name of the music and dance genre that originated in New Orleans in the late 1990s and involves call and response vocals and energetic bounce-inspired dance moves? Is it crumping? Is it bounce? Or is it jukin? Wow, okay. Category Hip Hop. What is the name of the DJ credited with developing the technique of scratching records? That's kind of ubiquitous now. Was it DJ Cool Herc? Was it Grandmaster Flash? Or was it Africa Bombada? Okay, A, B, or C. Who invented scratching the record? Okay, category classical. Which of these composers went deaf? Ludwig van Beethoven, Gabriel Faure, or Rayfon Williams? A, B, C, or D, or E? Okay, let's go back now. Because I'm going to save the extra credit for the uh, very end. Going back, category street dance. Who is credited with inventing the breakdance move known as the windmill? It was... Ken Swift. It was actually Crazy Legs, unless I got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually thought it was Pete Townsend. Yeah, it was Pete Townsend. (laughs) Okay, we're going to give that one to Jorge anyway. All right. (laughs) Category street dance. You know what? You know what? I... from what I what I hear is it was him, but you know I, I think Crazy Legs might have made it. Now I probably just, so if, let's say if you hear this, Mr. Crazy Legs or Mr. Ken Swift, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's no disrespect. I'm just saying from what we heard, it was Ken Swift, but I think Crazy Legs might have made it popular in the actual movie. Yay! Okay, Yay! excellent. I'm glad we solved that. All right. <laughs> Street dance. Oh, I already did that one. No, wait. Which Seven. of the following is not a basic element of hip-hop? Okay. Is it locking, breaking, or crumping? The answer I got was crumping. Yeah. So, Mr. Locking and Mr. Breaking, if you're hearing me now, <laughs> I, I, you know, I take no responsibility for the accuracy of these answers. Okay. Category, hip-hop. Who released Gin and Juice? 1994 hit single. That was... That was Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Snoop. Yeah. Yeah. That made me happy. I was like, I'm not going to be shut out entirely. <laughs> I, I saw you bouncing in your chair that over one, there. Like Marlon. that one I knew. <laughs> yeah. Did, did anybody else get Snoop Dogg? Oh, yeah. I Elaine. think the lens like eight for eight. So. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Classical music. Which composer won a loaded shotgun in one of his symphonies? The answer is... Leopold Mozart. Leopold Mozart wrote a hunting symphony for four horns and shotgun in G major. (laughs) The shotgun is not in G major. The symphony is in G major. How do you you tune a shotgun? (laughs) (laughs) The same way you tune a fish. Okay. All right, so Leopold Mozart, that was how did you do on that, Jorge? Did you did you choose or did you get lost on that one? I thought you were talking about a rap artist, and then you switched it on me with a classic. <laughs> hey, that's what we do here at Symphony Lab. <laughs> Good curveball. <laughs> All right, hip-hop. Uh, what is the name of the music and dance genre that originated in New Orleans in the late 1990s involves calling response vocals and energetic bounce-inspired dance moves? Is it crumping, bounce, or jukin? The answer is boing, bounce. Yeah, it's yeah, bounce. bounce. A, B, yeah. or C. It was B. Anybody else get that? 
had to see, so I was like, bounce. It's in the name. So <laughs> yeah. Bounce. Just bouncing around like, like Tigger in Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is public domain now. You guys could do a whole, you know, Winnie the Pooh extravaganza on stage. We just have we to get the right. Yeah. yeah. Did anybody else get that uh, Winnie the Pooh or uh, whatever it was, Bounce? <laughs> Elaine got it, of I course. It. Can we call Elaine Winnie the Pooh from now on, please? <laughs> Elaine the Pooh? <laughs> Elaine the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not touching that one. Okay, category hip-hop. What is the name of the DJ credited with developing the technique of scratching records? The answer was B, Grandmaster mm. Flash, right? Yeah, yep. You, yep. you got that. Which one of these composers went deaf? It's a trick question. The answer is all of mm-hmm. the above. Beethoven, Foray, and Von Williams, they all went deaf. I mean, it was very, you know, chic to go deaf back in the day. <laughs> but you had, if you were a composer, you did one of two things. You either studied law to become a lawyer, or you went deaf, right? <laughs> so M- Mo's deaf. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> took, it took a minute for me to get that. Okay, I do have an extra credit question here, and whoever wins this extra credit question wins a quiz, okay? So in 2010, the British street dance group Diversity collaborated with which British orchestra for a special performance? Was it the London Philharmonic Orchestra? Was it the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra? Or was it the BBC Symphony Orchestra? A, B, or C. Okay. What do you think of it? Get a little music there. Anybody have a guess? Uh, You're guessing C. C is incorrect. I'll go with Royal Philharmonic then. Okay. You agree with Merwin, Jorge? I, I, I'm, I'm lost here, so... Yeah, okay, I'll go with Merwin on that one. Yay! It was the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. That's right. So a toss-up between uh, Merwin and Jorge as far as winning the quiz. Actually, Elaine, <laughs> <laughs> Elaine answered everything, so we have to cancel you out. You're at the top of the bell curve, Elaine. <laughs> we, have, we have to take your answers and throw them out. And, and Merwin is a genius anyway, and Jorge is a guest, so we're going to give it to Jorge, right? Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Congratulations. How, how does it feel, Jorge, to be a, a, a winner of the quiz on your first try here at Symphony Lab? You know, I want to thank Merwin for believing in us. That's wonderful. Uh, and, and and Jorge, uh, of all the quizzes you've won today, how does this stack up? <laughs> it's top of the top right here, baby. <laughs> aside from my aside from my foible with crazy legs, Cra- crazy legs sounds like it should have another name after it you know like quick draw mcgraw crazy legs <laughs> something that rhymes with legs i don't know crazy legs mcbegs <laughs> something like that so jorge when you get really excited can you just do a flip <laughs> i used to maybe about 10 years ago you yeah know what i mean now i'm i'm you know my early 40s yeah so for me flexibility you know, i try to stay my i try to leave my feet on on the ground but you know <laughs> So you know, I was mainly the I was the comedian in the group, so I could like tell you funny stuff. But other than that, you know, <laughs> I imagine that'd be a great party trick. 
Yeah. <laughs> Somebody surprises you and you just flip. <laughs> yeah, forward or backwards? Either way. <laughs> or sideways. sideways. Yeah. yeah. Sideways. <laughs> Wonderful. Roll on the floor, it wouldn't be a flip. It would be more of a roll now. <laughs> I, I think that maybe, you know, for your next project, you should just go to a symphony orchestra concert and then walk up on the stage and start doing flips and cartwheels <laughs> and what have you to the music while they're playing and just see what kind of reaction you got. That's a new business idea we'll call the uh, hip-hop pop-ups. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Well, I do have a story that I that I want to share. We were on a symphony visit, and one of the symphonies asked us to visit a detention center. And we were having the early meetings, and I told them that we, we visit detention centers, and, you know, we like to go places where we might not, you know, some, some other artists might not think of going. So we like to visit detention centers and just things that are outside of the box. So we go on behalf of the symphony and we work with, uh, we work with the detention group and the kids are coming out there and we're performing. We had a great time. Well, after us visiting the detention center, I got an email from one of the coordinators at the facility and said that one of the students that, that was in our class was really impacted by that by the mm. performance and that a few months later was released and was now going to college. And that kind of sparked the attitude. You could tell that when we visited this, the facility, a lot of the students were kind of like, you know, and they weren't, their attitude wasn't the best. And once we got there, we worked with the students, we did our performance and then we taught a class um, for was for the kids in the facility, and then afterwards, one of the students was really impacted and told one of the coordinators, "Like if they can do it, I can do it." You know, so that was a really cool moment. A cool moment, excuse me. And we found out later that he enrolled in college and is going to university. So that was pretty, pretty impressive to, yeah. to hear that a small workshop, you know, kind of turned into this kid's life, turning around. You know, and then I'm living proof too, because you know, I was I was a kid, kind of lost until I saw fly, and it kind of inspired me and here we are you know inspiring the youth and all a lot of the guys that are performing with us at one point were in our after school program and we've trained them and moved them up little by little and now they're performing for you guys mm. on saturday yeah awesome. um well parents and grandparents uh, people of all ages and all stripes the concert is tomorrow it's february 23rd thursday night 7 o'clock p.m. at the TMA Peristyle. That's Toledo Museum of Art Peristyle. It is the Fly Dance Company performing with Toledo Symphony. You can find more information online at toledosymphony.com or call up the box office at 419-246-8000. Our special guest today is Jorge Costco, who will be with Fly Dance Company tomorrow night. Jorge, thank you so much for joining us on the phone and telling us these wonderful stories of everything that you and the company do. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, and um, we'll see you tomorrow. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. 
And don't forget to check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony by visiting their website at ToledoSymphony.com and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the TSO streaming platform online at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Elaine Trudell, Zach Vassar, Merwin Sue, and a special thanks once again to our phone guest, Jorge Costco. I'm Brad Cresswell. You've been listening to Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.